Good afternoon, everybody. Erev Shabbat Kodesh. Today is the 10th day of Tevet. We are commemorating the fast of Asarabe Tevet. And it is Erev Shabbat. And we have nothing to do because everything is closed. So I figured it would be a good time to speak a little bit about the Parashat Shavua. I'm not going to keep you too long today. Uh, but first, uh, the words of Torah today I want to dedicate for Abachur Nisim Chaim bin Yamin ben Mesoda. Meakadosh Baruch Hu send him a very, very quick, painless refuah You can see this young man back on his feet, moving on the world and accomplishing great things. Bimirabi Amenu Amen. Again, I don't want to keep you long because it is Erev Shabbat and we have lots of things to do and lots of Shabbat preparations. But uh, I felt, given the circumstances in our short tefillot tomorrow, where we cannot share some words of Divrei Torah, um, maybe it's best that we uh, we share something now. Parashat Vayigash contains within it probably one of the most dramatic moments in all of the Torah. And it comes as a result when Yosef reveals himself. He reveals his true identity to his brothers. And it's uh, it's not remarkable that he even has to repeat the statement. He has to repeat the words. Ani Yosef Achichem. I am Yosef, your brother, twice. And that's to be expected because the shock is too great to be absorbed all at once. And what's rather unusual is that the second time he says it, he formulates his introduction somewhat differently. The first time he says, Ani Yosef Achichem, Haod Avi Chai. I am Yosef, your brother. Is my father still alive? The second time he says, Ani Yosef Achichem, I am Yosef, your brother, whom you sold into, into Egypt. I'm going to take off the webcam because I'm having difficulty with the, uh, with the internet connection. So excuse me, it's just audio today. The Mefarshim discussed the differences in these two Pesukim. What seems to concern many of them is that the first identification of Yosef revealing himself is more jarring, it's unnerving to the brothers than the second one, whereas we would expect the reverse. And I saw a beautiful interpretation by Rav Norman Lamb, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, that I want to share with you today. And he explains that both expressions, Ani Yosef Achichem, I am Yosef, your brother, Haod Avichai, is my father still alive? Or, Ani Yosef Achichem, Hashem Echartem Oti Mitzrayma, I am Yosef, your brother who you sold to Egypt. Both of these expressions are models of two kinds of self-identification of Jews. Both to the non-Jewish world and also as well to the Jewish world. When we present ourselves to the non-Jewish world, we as Jews never ignore the past. Healthy relationships, reasonable relationships cannot be established 
by an act of mystical ignorance. Our people, the Jewish people, are a people that is steeped in memories. We are a people that sanctify memories. We are people that light candles for our neshamot. We are people that celebrate with hilulot. We can no more let the world forget what it did to us over our history than we can ourselves forget. I am Yosef, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. I am Yosef, your brother, and what happened here as a result is part of our history. Today is the 10th of Tevet, a horrible day in Jewish history, a day where the Babylonian army besieged the walls of Jerusalem for a year and a half almost, not allowing anything to come in or come out, no food, no drink, no animals. Jews were starving to death in the city of Yerushalayim, corpses piling on the street. This is what the tent of Tevet signifies. It is also a day where many, many of the Jewish world uh, commemorate or mourn the loss of all the tragedies of, all, of, of Jewish history, including the Shoah, including the Holocaust. Although there is a Yom HaShoah, there is a uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day that takes place in Nisan, there are many that don't hold of that day because of the fact that it takes place in Nisan, which is a happy month. So therefore, Asara Tevet became the national mor- day of mourning for the Jewish people. So in a, in a way, we are mourning six million souls that passed away in the Holocaust and hundreds of thousands of other Jews that died either Al-Kiddush Hashem or through other tragedies. And it may be 75 years since the Holocaust ended, during which a new generation has grown up which did not know the Holocaust. But B'nai Israel, the Jewish people, will never forget. And why we can understand why Gentiles would want to forget such a thing. Those who were guilty, or who lived in the countries where the crimes were perpetrated, they find the, the burden of guilt too burdensome, it's too crushing, it's overwhelming. Can't, we can't live with ourselves with that amount of guilt on our shoulders on a day-to-day basis. The new generation was born after the Holocaust, and they feel that it can't assume guilt endlessly. It's not fair to make them suffer for the sins of their fathers. Correct. And at times we can appreciate what they're saying and what they're feeling. And we might be even inclined to accept such a reaction were we to feel that the Holocaust had at least left some mark, some teaching, some lesson for the world. But unfortunately, that's not what takes place. Unfortunately, when we look around, we see the old anti-Semitism crawling out of the woodwork, ugly as ever. Just this time, it's disguised as anti-Zionism, anti-imperialism, anti-Israelism. Just go on social media And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. When we notice that the politicians still today continue the policy which consider the Jewish people as an arrogant people. When in 1973 during the Yom Kippur War the British politicians revealed their real intentions. When a Jewish member of parliament got up and declared that Israel is a loyal ally of Britain 
And one of the other members of parliament retorted, well, if that's what you think, then you're neither a Brit nor an Israelite. When this happens, Rabotai, it's time for us to say, Ani Yosef Achichem Asher Mechartem Oti Mitzrayma. I am Yosef, your brother, who you sold into Egypt. You remember me? I am the Jew. I am the Yosef whom you attacked in pagan Rome as a when you consider me like a lazy parasite in the empires of the pagan worship whom you harassed, whom you tormented the Crusades, the Inquisition, the pogroms, the Holocaust, by the fascists and the communists, leftists, rightists, makes no difference, atheists, and the saints. It is the selling into Egypt all over again. Remember me, we say. Think carefully before you undertake this form of bigotry again. Yes, it may be 75 years since the Holocaust, but it is only 75 years since the Holocaust. When confronting the Gentile world with the memories of the Holocaust, however, we should not necessarily always appear in the mournful and menacing uh, guise. When, when Yosef told his brothers, I am the one who you sold into Egypt, he wasn't whining resentfully. What he was saying is, despite all your best efforts, I am still here. I am still around. Look at this excerpt I found in an issue of the New York Magazine quite a few decades ago that took place already after the Holocaust. And it writes, The Holocaust, and I quote, Six million murder Jews has as much meaning to most Americans as visions of the Japanese as slant-eyed pilots diving towards Pearl Harbor. Sleep and rain wash away all things. The Jews here are no longer victims. One does not instinctively feel sorry for his dentist or for the chairman of CBS. That was written by Richard Reeves in an important article in the New York Magazine. So yes, our self-identification as Yosef, Asher Mechartem Oti Mitzrayma, whom you sold into Egypt, needs to be positive as well as negative. You did it to us once. You did it to us twice. A hundred times before, but never again. No more. Whether it's the communists, whether it's Hamas, whether it's the Nazis, whether it's Iran, we are here and we are here to stay. Remember me. I am Yosef. You sold me into Egypt. You you, you made my life miserable for, for years upon years upon years. But I am here and I will remain to be here. Not only that, but even though our presence is interrupted by the world as a threat to peace and as a potential source of nuclear destruction, this is what they think of the Jewish people. We tell the world what Yosef told his brothers. You may not realize it now, but you will eventually. Hashem placed us here as a way of saving your life. I'm here, Yosef is telling us, I'm here to save you. I'm here to save this whole country. Were the Jewish people not in quote-unquote Palestine, you might have been strangled. The, the residents there must have been, might have been strangled a long time ago. By who? The Russians. Acting through the Arabs in control of oil. Someday the world will recognize Israel. Someday the world will thank Israel for being in the Middle East and insisting upon us 
to stay there. So that statement of Ani Yosef Achichem Hashem Mechartem Oti Mitzrayman, that's the way we deal with the non-Jews. The other statement of Yosef's credentials is directed to the Jewish world. Ani Yosef Achichem Haod Avi Chai. I am Yosef, your brother. Is my father still alive? We have to appear to our non-observant fellow Jews as the bearers of tradition, ambassadors to the spiritual heritage of Klal Israel. We have to remind them that we are not only brothers, but that we share a common father, a mutual father, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can never let up in our efforts to educate the fe- our fellow Jews, no matter where they come from, of all aspects of Judaism. And it's this time of year, specifically, given it's December 25th, it's this time of year where we suffer the usual depression, realizing the extent to which assimilation has insinuated itself into the Jewish world. There was a story of a rabbi who was coming down the elevator from his study in America together with a meshulach. A meshulach is another rabbi that came from Israel to collect tzedakah. This rabbi had a long white beard, Israeli rabbi, and the elevator was full of little nursery school children, all of them from Jewish homes. And as soon as they looked up and they saw this rabbi with the long beard, they gleefully cried out, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Regretfully, this old man with the long white beard, he came up with, in hindsight, would probably be the the wrong reaction. And he said in broken English, no, no, I'm not Santa Claus. I am a businessman. And what he should have said is, in a way that was understandable to the children, Ani Yosef Achichem, I am your brother. I am a Jew, just like you are. Not all Jews have to look like white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Not all Jews need to look like tired middle-aged businessmen or college professors. I'm a rabbi. And you have to learn that a Jew sometimes looks like rabbis. That's who we look like. This is what my father and his father and your great-great-grandparents look like. You must, if not look like them, at least live like them. But that's not the only source to which is directed this question of is my father still alive? Not only to the non-observant Jews, but I would like to argue today and say that maybe this need, this message needs to be directed to the Orthodox observant Jews as well. You know, it's, it's been a very difficult few months, to say the least. Uh, government has cracked down in many, many parts of our lives. We have to wear masks. We have to keep social distancing. There's so many different rules, a lot of them that many people don't agree with. Uh some we, we understand, some we don't. The schools are very difficult to conduct. Private gatherings, businesses are suffering. No question, it's very, very difficult times. 
But the law is the law. And when the government imposes a law, you cannot just say, I don't want to follow the law. You cannot just say, I am not going to wear a mask in this uh, indoor setting because I don't like masks. I also don't like masks, but a law is a law. You cannot say, oh, the limit is 10 people indoors, but I don't care. I'm going to bring 30 people indoors and I'm going to have a private party of mine. You cannot say, oh, these are the rules of the schools and everyone has to keep social distancing and everyone has to wear masks, but yet you don't wear a mask. And this is the Chilul Hashem that is taking place not by the secular Jewish schools, but by the Orthodox religious Jewish schools and institutions, where I know firsthand of public health officials who have declared the Orthodox institutions and they have flagged them for being unwilling to follow the protocols mm-hmm. necessary. This is sad, Rabotai. What do we, and our argument is, oh, but it impedes on my rights. How dare they tell me what I can and can't do? Do you say that when you buckle your seatbelt every time you get behind the wheel? Do you say, I don't understand this law. I'm not going to follow this law. I don't like wearing a seatbelt. Makes me uncomfortable. No, but everyone wears their seatbelt. How, how does that not impede on your rights? But you do it anyways. We hope that these rules don't last forever. Bezrat Hashem, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. But nobody is above the law. There is fraud taking place. There is illeg- uh, uh, illegitimate, uh, inappropriate conduct, business conduct. And we feel as Orthodox Jews or whatever, we can get away with it. No one's going to catch us. This is wrong. And it gives me great pain and anguish to, to, to talk about this. How can we go on like this? When we know what the rules are, this is something that, that is, is, is normal, this is something that we continue, and you hear people, they joke around, until it affects them, until one of their family members, God forbid, gets sick. And then they don't know what to say anymore. They don't know what to say. Our house is not in order, and I talk about our Orthodox Jewish house is not in order. It's not been in order for a long time. We're too lax in, in failing to inspect what we need to do. We're not taking our, our, our leadership with, uh, with seriousness. And this goes from the top to the bottom, the religious leaders all the way to the bottom. No one is doing their job the way it needs to be done. People need to step up. So what do we have with us? We have Yosef. You could hear the reproach mm-hmm. of Yosef rolling down the distant sounds of thunder through the ages. And the sounds become deafeningly louder as it approaches and it envelops us. Ani Yosef Achichem. I am Yosef, your brother. Remember me? Remember the Yosef who resisted temptation? Even though I could have gotten away with it? Who would have, who would have known besides God? Who would have known what I did if I would have sinned with the wife of Potiphar? Ha'odavichai? Does my father still live? Is my father Yaakov still alive for you? The Yaakov who was a zaken, who was an old man, who was sick and infirm, but you treated so poorly. You lied, lied to him about me. You ignored him and his tenderness. Ha'od avichai, avinu, avinu sheba our heavenly father, alive for you, who 
he who taught and teaches us to live a life of tzedakah umishpat, justice and righteousness, chesed, love, kindness, musar, ethics, dina de malchuta, dina, the obligation of the Jew to respect the laws of the country. Has our Judaism ossified into right and rote, into a cult with no passion, no ethical dimension, no sense of a living God? Is my father still alive? Can we continue as we have continued when all the labor and effort we have put into building our, our Jewish society in this country and abroad, the Torah community, the yeshivot that were built, the schools that are being run, it's undone when we are struck with Chilul Hashem as such, when public health officials are, are, are flagging Jewish institutions because they feel that they are above the law, instead of arriving at a state of Kiddush Hashem, when we show them and say, no, I'm going to follow the rules and we're going to, we're going to do this the best way because that's who we are. So we must not be impetuous in passing judgment, but the, the kavod, Rabotai, the dignity of orthodoxy and the Torah takes precedence over individuals. As our Chachamim tell us, When the desecration of Hashem's name is concerned, no individual can deter us from our task. We must resolve that in the future we can never allow that principle to be sacrificed. For any reason whatsoever. So, as we read in tomorrow's parasha, Yosef's immortal words, Ani Yosef Achichem, I am Yosef, your brother. We know that these words are still relevant to non-Jews, to other Jews, and as well to ourselves. Ani Yosef Achichem, Hashem Echartem Oti Mitzrayma. I am Yosef your brother whom you sold into Egypt, and never again will I allow that to occur. I am Yosef, your brother, is my father still alive? Ani Yosef Achichem Ha'od Avichai. We shall hope and pray, and even more, we shall strive, we shall labor to deserve the answer and hear it out loud. Od Avinuchai. Yes, our father still lives. Yes, I want to grow in my spirituality. Yes, I want to observe more mitzvot. I want to learn more Torah. I want to follow the rules. I want to perform more and more Kiddush Hashem because that is the ultimate level we must reach. That is what we must strive for. That's what we must labor towards. And Bezrat Hashem, with that, we will all declare together, yes, indeed, our Father is here with us. He is protecting us. He will... He will redeem us from these troubling times just like he redeemed us from the troubling times of the past of Asara Beteveh, Shiva Asara Tammuz, Tisha Be'av we look forward to when Tisha Be'av becomes a day of Simcha a day of Yom Tov, a day when Mashiach is born, a day when we all gather together around the walls of Yerushalayim and the Bet HaMikdash that will be built speedily in our days. Wishing you everyone here a Shabbat Shalom Umborach and have an easy, meaningful rest of your fast. Kol Tuv, everyone.
The Finding Holiness podcast is sponsored by Eli's Fine Foods. Check out their delicious menu and catering options at their website, elisfinefoods.com, serving the Toronto Jewish community for over 25 years.